Hey there, today we're talking about grace and what we deserve and what we don't deserve. Let's check it out. Hey there, welcome to another uh, daily devotion here. It's a beautiful afternoon in New Jersey. Actually, I think it's the morning. Yeah, it is, it's the morning. So today we're talking about grace, and I don't know what led me to this topic. I stumbled across a couple of different verses that, um, that led me to just think a little more on grace and what grace is and how it looks in our lives and what it means and all of this stuff, and grace, I mean, just the standard straight up definition is just unconditional love toward a person who doesn't deserve it. And just starting right there, right? Unconditional love towards a person who doesn't deserve it. That's kind of the, uh, the Webster's Dictionary definition of grace. And I'm thinking about grace and what it looks like in our lives. Um, let me just read a couple of verses to kind of start this off. For you, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, for my sake, he became poor, so that through his poverty, we might become rich. Through his poverty, we might become rich, that transfer of kind of ownership, right? That's 2 Corinthians 8, 9, uh, sorry, 8, 9. And then uh, John 1, 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory from the Father, full of grace and truth. And Acts uh, 15, 11 says, But we believe that we are saved through the grace of of the Lord Jesus. Grace is the love of God shown to the unlovely. It's the peace of God given to the restless. It's the unmerited favor of God shown to us, his children. I'll say it again, grace is unconditional love toward a person who just doesn't deserve it. And I think about that and, you know, we've been walking through uh, this study on the book of Matthew and in our um, Monday Night Worship communities, our Joint Days Band community, it's been really kind of amazing. And last night we tripped over this whole thought of Matthew 8 gets into this sequence of um, miracles and healings and uh, kind of folks that were demon-possessed having the demons removed from them because Jesus was the authority over the demons. And we got into this very, uh, this thought of that it's Jesus' healing ministry was very, very 
individualized. It was not like, hey, everybody get together and I'm just going to speak the word and you're all going to be healed. It was a very individual type of healing, a very individual type of service, I guess you could say, and a very individual type of ministry. Like Jesus was one-on-one -on -one with these folks. It wasn't just like, hey, uh, there's a whole bunch of you around. Boom, let's heal you. It was more like, who are you? What's your story? And let's talk about it. And I, I, I thought of it after we finished our study yesterday, and I was like, that is one of the most graceful and beautiful things that Christ could teach us. Because we have this incredible Savior. You know, we just read a couple of these verses. Grace, uh, hold on. Um, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. And Jesus just unselfishly gave so, so much. And you think about the grace that was shown to these individuals to have this healing. I mean, it's so relevant even today to think about how individual our relationship is with God, right? Like it really is a one-on-one -on -one type of thing. It's absolutely incredible. Um, grace is most needed and best understood in the midst of sin, suffering, and brokenness. We live in a world of earning, deserving, and merit, and these result in judgment. That is why everyone wants and needs grace. Judgment kills only grace makes us alive and let's think about that for a minute right we live in a world of earning deserving and merit right like everything we do what is our first response what did somebody think of that what was the reaction to that how, how did that how was that perceived and grace is just the opposite it just says just I will love you no matter what. Just do, just be. Don't be and wait for some reaction from somebody. Just be. And it's such a, when you get a hold of this, and I think all of us are still trying to get a hold of this, but there are glimpses of this, uh, <laughs> I guess you could say hope from Hope from the desire and the need to have affirmation, right? There's freedom from that. And uh, it's, it's stunning to see it come to fruition in your life. Like, every once in a while, I'll do something and I'll be like, I just like this and I just want it to be out there. I'm not looking for someone to say, oh, that was great, oh, that was amazing. No, 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 I just want it to be out there because I believe that it's good and I believe that it's going to help someone on their walk with God. And, and maybe it doesn't, but there's this freedom of just... I was listening to a podcast this morning and he ended the podcast by saying, what are the rules again? And the answer to that is there are no rules. Like we can do and we can be whoever we want to be. And grace just allows this freedom 
and this love that Jesus gives us is absolutely incredible. A shorthand for grace, for what grace is, mercy, not merit. Grace is the opposite of karma, which is all about getting what you deserve. Grace is getting what you don't deserve and not getting what you do deserve. Christianity teaches that what we deserve is death with no hope of resurrection. And grace gives us the opportunity to be free, to be saved, to not get what we deserve. It's really just throws everything that the world is throwing at us in a completely different place. It's absolutely amazing. Paul tells us that the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. That's straight from Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Let me just read that again. Renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passion. So again, you know, we get to this point of where we just want to and have to, want to and have to talk about surrender, right? It all comes down to surrender. What are we going to surrender in our lives so that we can experience more of Jesus in our lives. Uh, it's just incredible to, uh, to think about this. In fact, God's grace grounds and empowers everything in the Christian life, right? It grounds, all right, all right so here's, here's kind of a cool list of how the grace of God grounds our Christian walk and our Christian life, okay? It grounds our identity, it grounds our behavior, our strength for living, our way of speaking, our serving, our actions, our reactions, our response to difficulty and suffering, our participation in God's mission, our future and our hope beyond death. Let me read that again. It grounds our identity, our behavior, our strength for living, our way of speaking, our serving, our actions, our reactions, our response to difficulty and suffering, our participation in God's mission, our future and our hope beyond death. In fact, God's grace grounds and empowers all of these things in our life. Is that really just an incredible list of things to think about? Our identity. Our identity is in Jesus. Our behavior. Our behavior is defined by our walk with Jesus, right? Jesus teaches us how to behave. He, he's a, he was a living example on earth when he lived here of how to behave. Our strength for living, our strength and our hope comes from Jesus. Our way of speaking, our words are defined 
glorify Jesus. Our serving, our serving, our hearts, our desires, the desires of our hearts are defined by our relationship with Jesus and the grace that he gives us. Our actions, our reactions, our response to difficulty and suffering, all of these things are defined by our relationship with him. The word grace is proclaimed from every page of the Bible and ultimately it's revealed in Jesus. Think, just think about that just for a minute. Grace is on every page of the Bible. It's proclaimed from every page of the Bible. And ultimately, the Messiah came. This is the New Testament. The Messiah came. The answer came in the form of Jesus, revealed in Jesus. True grace was revealed in Jesus. Grace is defined on every page of the Bible. The last verse of the Bible summarized the message from Genesis to Revelation. I love this quote. The last verse of the Bible summarized the message from Genesis to Revelation. Every page, the last verse says, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. It's kind of incredible. It's an incredible, incredible thing to think about grace and what it means in your life and how it all kind of just works, right? And what Jesus teaches us on grace every single day. As we dig more and more into uh, this study on Matthew and just the Bible in general, just think about how grace moves through the words, how grace moves through all of it, and the grace, the undeserved and unmerited favor of God is upon us. Jesus was the complete and utter example of all of that. Absolutely incredible. Well, thank you guys. Thanks for tuning in today and checking this out. I um I'm amazed, <laughs> I'm amazed at grace, the amazing and wonderful and incredible grace of our Father. Uh, it just continues to amaze me and, you know, that's why that composer years and years ago wrote that song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I mean, how true are those words that just the saving grace of our God, it's absolutely incredible. So today, find the saving grace of Jesus in and around your world, your life. And I, I, you know, I gotta tell you, just take a few minutes and just stop and think on the grace of God. Look up those verses that we quoted at the beginning of this, uh, at the beginning of this devotion. And just study and hang kind of with the grace of God because it's an incredibly powerful and amazing thing to realize that we are loved no matter what. We are loved no matter what. Amen. It's awesome. So good. Man, what a beautiful day it is here. Um, I'm hanging out in this uh, 
This is a park kind of near my house. We're a little bit of a ways away, but um, absolutely beautiful uh, day and temperature, which is always nice. And you get to hang by a river sometimes. But hey, um, if you're interested, we, uh, we have Bible studies every week on Wednesday nights. And we call them Internet Worship Communities. We just call them our communities. And together we come together as a, um, a body of believers. And we study Jesus. We study his teachings. We study his life. Uh, and we study who he is in our lives so that then we can be a reflection of him. And the only way to get access to these Bible studies is to become a member of the band, to join, literally join the band. And what happens when you join the band is you take part in helping us save a life. Together, we save kids' lives. We sponsor kids. So the first $2 of your membership goes straight to helping us sponsor a child. The rest goes right back into this ministry so that I can keep doing what I'm doing every day. Uh, it goes into... Uh, the gas tank, hotels, we're traveling all over the Northeast this summer and we're going to see lives changed and we want you to be a part of it. So you can head over to joindaysband.com today, get started over there. Um, and uh, man, it's been an incredible journey to come together with all of you and build a community that cares for each other and cares about who Jesus is and who he is in our lives. And that's all happening in our community over at joindaysband.com. So join us. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks for being here today. And we'll see you guys on the next one.